Excelsior! Hello, true believers, and welcome to the very first episode of Excelsior, the podcast for all things Marvel. I'm Ben Riley. I'm Scott. This is Jeff. This is Garrick. And I'm Jeremy. And we're here finally with the full panel um, for the first time, which is exciting. Woo! Yeah. Five people. We'll see how complicated that gets. Um, <laughs> Um, and, well, I guess, you know, let's just dive right into it. Might as well start with the news that got announced today, the cover of Secret Wars number 1 by Alex Ross, Woo-hoo. which is, as as with everything Alex Ross does, it's absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> There's um, definitely a lot going on in that picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I get the feeling that Secret Wars is going to be, you know, Everybody, like even we've, we even know like Miles Morales is in it, and the X Men '92 cartoon characters are in it. So, <laughs> I, is it the I one like, with? I'm looking uh, at the. I'm sorry, Gary. Go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, I like, I like how everybody is falling towards this massive explosion in the middle of the cover, and then chilling on his board in the bottom right corner is Silver Surfer. Like nothing's going on. I mean, <laughs> he's just enjoying the show. Yeah. Well, if you Die, look to the little, puny mortals. if you look to the little bit of the left of him, whoever's in red right there is just watching it. That's Scarlet Witch. <laughs> it looks like Scarlet Witch, maybe. But it she's does, still kind of. I can't tell. She's kind of moving towards that explosion, though, and then you got Thing right there in the foreground wailing, and it's just like Silver Surfer's just so chill. I don't know. It's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Is this supposed to be an interlocking th- cover? Like, will there be a will the rest of the series connect to it, or is this just a? It looks like it would make sense, but I don't remember seeing like know. a really big picture like this. Yeah, that was like a preview image, but I don't believe it was the same one. Let me okay. look that up as well. Um, yeah, the now has any have any of us actually read the original Secret War or uh, Secret Wars? I, can't I have. Remember which. I've How, perused what is it, it but about I don't exactly? Think uh, it. It's not that great. Because it was like <laughs> it's pretty much just a cash grab back in the day. Because uh-huh. it was like so. it was like the first big crossover event, at least for Marvel. I'm not sure about DC, but right. and it was pretty much designed to sell toys. Okay, I found the other preview image. It is a different image. Okay, it's just I think I believe it's still Alex Ross, so they look similar in that respect. But that's just what I'm thinking of. Yeah, this this one is interesting. Now I assume, since we get we're getting all these new you know Spider Verse characters with the Spider Verse event, we'll probably see characters like Gwen Stacy, Spider Woman, and stuff in this. Um, the variant of Iron Man in uh in the first Secret Wars is very interesting. He's the one on the far left corner, top corner, far top, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. And then there's somebody behind the giant ball on the top. Mm. Like top that... left. Yeah. Can't tell who it is though. Kinda looks like Magneto, but he's got blue, not purple. 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a little hard to see. I can't get the image to load in high res. Um, but yeah, definitely see you know Black Bolt, Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, Captain Marvel. So do we? I don't think we actually know anything about the story yet, other than like they're saying you know it's the end of everything, and that uh, Battle World in this time, this time instead of being parts of Earth, is all these parts or uh, it's all these uh, Marvel events are divided across Battle World. So I don't know how that works exactly, like how a landmass is an event. I'm guessing like the the, uh, the area will have like the things that took place in that time. So I'm assuming like there was an Old Man Logan thing, right? I think yeah, so. I'm assuming that'll just be like an apocalyptic area with possibly older versions of the heroes running around. I don't know what the battle's going to be like there, but... Yeah. Now, in the original, are they, like, forced to fight each other, or... Yeah, they all get captured, and, like, the, there's villains in there, and they're doing their own thing, and then the good guys are doing their own thing, and they have to kind of figure out how to survive the Beyonders tests. Hmm. Is the Beyonder in this one, do we know? I don't believe they've said, but I would imagine so. Okay. Um, I, I would hope so. That would be a nice nod to the original. Now, was it Secret War or Secret Wars in the original? Two. Okay, and then, and then Secret War must be the one that was like the much smaller, more contained thing that was like a New Avengers. Yeah, I think that was Secret just, Avengers. Yeah, wasn't that just a, a scroll thing? Yeah, it was totally unrelated, but. That was Secret I just Invasion, I think. Which well, there was Secret Invasion, but there was also just. Or yeah, there's, that's the one with the scrolls. There's also some like. It might have been Secret Avengers. Was wasn't there something called Secret Avengers? One of those. Yeah. There was, there like, was... It was one of those like a uh, you know stealth op type Avengers stories. I think. Oh yeah, it's actually kind of what led to the Civil War too. Uh, uh, Fury uh, led a secret war with Doctor Doom, and it well, got the it American government mad, and basically is it's really what led to the registration act coming to fruition and then what Nitro nitron did when he exploded right. really gave it life man it's been a while since i've read that stuff you were right garrick it does connect to secret invasion oh. it was published it was published in 2004 <laughs> written by bendis oh uh, yeah yeah uh yeah i know yeah, who that bendis. is Bendis has noted that Secret War is connected to Secret Invasion, where Skrulls have infiltrated several institutions of Earth. Yeah. Thank you, Wikipedia. So, good job, Garrett. The wealth of all knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's about all we know about Secret Wars at this point. Um, now, there has been a lot of speculation as to whether or not this will lead to a actual, you know, real reboot at the end or whether they're just you know doing the usual teasing you know everything's going to end but not really <laughs> yeah it never ends if it really ended that would be interesting i'd read that hmm. i In can't like a comic book i can't really see marvel doing a full-on reboot considering we just got lady thor falcon as the new captain america 
and they just kicked off a new Iron Man book too, Superior Iron Man, which issue one just came out last week. Um, I, also, Gwen Stacy, Spider Woman, kicks off this winter. Right. So if everything ends, quote unquote, whatever that means, I I could almost see it as like they're going to collapse all of the universes together, and yeah. there's going to be a bunch of overlap, maybe in a in a, a new continuity so to say but like with a lot of stuff carrying over um so maybe once again maybe another soft reboot because of that but I, with all the stuff that they've just kicked off i can't see them completely starting over right well yeah another interesting thing i just yeah. thought of is that things front and center even though they're canceling fantastic four yeah, and Mr. Yeah. Fantastic's right Mr. there, yeah, too. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic there, too. Hmm. I don't know if that means anything. Maybe, I just thought it was interesting. Maybe that's a last hurrah for the for the Fantastic Four. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm not... I don't think they've ever actually just outright said that, you know, the reason they're canceling it is because of Fox. But it does seem pretty safe to assume that that's the reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, uh, what other reason to put one of your, you know, mainstay superhero teams on indefinite hiatus. <laughs> the, the, I don't know if it's a president, but the, the leader of Fox, uh, entertainment, uh, when he and a bunch of other high entertainment people got together for an interview, uh, he said that <laughs> Marvel, uh, discontinued it because Fantastic Four sales were down. And there was no real correlation between Marvel wanting to get their rights back, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Do you, do you, well, do you smell that? That that sounds like yeah. BS. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have read that Fantastic Four sales were in fact down, but like when they kicked back off with all the new number ones at Marvel, now it was one of their top selling books, and then it kind of slowly declined. Not sure what caused that decline but it was still in one of their top tiers i think so the i think it's completely safe to assume that marvel is just trying to strong arm fox and take away everything that they cherish <laughs> strong if, if it wasn't fox without saying it yeah yeah if it if it wasn't related they would have said it wasn't related yeah <laughs> by their silence says a lot i think well the head and... of disney entertainment said it wasn't related either but it could just be uh, Marvel keeping everyone in the dark, quote unquote, the yeah. dark. Yeah, I feel like the fact that nobody that's actually directly from Marvel has confirmed that it's not because of that, that it just make, leads me to believe that. But speaking of Fantastic Four, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> oh boy, yeah, let's but, let's just dive right into that. Yeah, let's get this over with. Um, the the 2015 so, <laughs> Fantastic Four reboot. This isn't really the Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah. So anybody who likes Doctor Doom, um, sorry, I'm really sorry for what you're about to hear. Go ahead and punch <laughs> your monitors now. <laughs> yeah. Anti-social uh, programmer known as Doom. That's just called Vic. Let me try to find Toby Kebbell's like actual quote here. Yeah. Because it was, I don't know, not great. Yeah. It's always a little bit more annoying when they're saying it in a tone of, isn't this exciting? Yeah, it's like, uh... And you're like, no. 
No, it makes my heart sad. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Steve, the interviewer asked what it was like playing Doctor Doom, and Kevl started off with this. I'm excited to see it, and my nerves really, the only thing I can tease you about is what I worked on most was the voice because nobody, even in the cartoons when I was watching them, I was like, so where is he from? There's a mild change, and I'll tell you because of our history. He's Victor Domashev, not Victor Von Doom in our story, and I'm sure I'll be sent to jail for telling you that. The Doom in ours, I'm a programmer, very anti-social programmer, and on blogging sites, I'm Doom. Doom doesn't block. Doom conquers. <laughs> that makes me cry. <laughs> and I don't even know how to cry. I just... He's got a blog and he's angry. <laughs> what remained of my soul just sort of shriveled when I read that. What? I, I don't even know where to begin to react to this. Oh, I was so was... excited for this and now it's just like... Uh... I think we can uh, all go back to the... Uh, first Fantastic Four movie and really appreciate what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that doesn't seem so bad. Wow, no. that was that was a really quality interpretation. Yeah, Silver Surfer. That was it wasn't that bad of a movie. <laughs> the the thing that gets me is that this this movie's slated for August seventh next summer, and we haven't seen anything except two green screen pictures. One of the Doom costume, which looks horrible, and one of. <laughs> the sculpt of the bust of Thing, which actually looks really good. I think yeah, that's the does. only good thing that this film has going for it, is that the Thing looks really cool. But Doom I... looks like a scabbed-over zombie walking around in a cloak, and he's but, not a uh, maniacal yeah, megalomaniac scared. ruler of a foreign country the uh, thing about the thing conquering <laughs> Earth. He's it's... an angry oh, internet troll. What? <laughs> We missed about like half of that, Scott, but I'm sure it picked up on the audio. So. Yeah, I'm sure it picked up on mine just fine. <laughs> so, but, but let's let's also recap real quick about what we know about this movie. We know they've said um, they're not going to call themselves the Fantastic Four in the movie. They're not going to wear costumes. It's going to be grounded and gritty and dark, you know, more serious because you know that's what the Fantastic Four is supposed to be. Um, I like the director. <laughs> Not anymore. Who's the director? <laughs> he did Chronicle, which was pretty good. Oh yeah. Is, so are they going to Human Torch in that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are they going to carry around a, a camera now too? Yeah, can, <laughs> found footage. Fantastic Four. Yeah. Oh, oh, gosh. oh dear lord, please no. <laughs> um, well, let's let's talk about the casting. We've got. Let's see. What do we got here? We've got Miles Teller as Reed Richards. Uh, We've got Kate. Kate Mara as Susan Storm. Uh, and they're all Michael, really young, by the way. Yeah. Like, really, really young. So. Like Michael 20. B. Jordan as Johnny Storm and Jamie Bell as Ben Grimm, the thing. The AKA only two really people... thin Ben Grimm. <laughs> just <Yeah>. saying. <laughs> just, uh, well, the thing about anyway. Ben Grimm, the thing is that he's going to be mostly CGI. Like. Yeah. But not... I mean, Ben Grimm is still supposed to look. Sad. It just. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> Earth five thousand six hundred two. You know, you just gotta yeah. gotta work with the multiverse. <laughs> I I try, but there's I reach I, and I was cool with like you know okay things gonna look different. They're trying something new. Um, you know, uh, Sue and Johnny are um, you know adopted now or whatever because it's a you know they're different ethnicities. That's okay. I can maybe it'll be interesting. You know that they're gonna add that to the story. 
it could suck, but it could be interesting. But then they just kept piling on and on and on more and more disturbing things that made me <laughs> sad. <laughs> yeah. I think like uh, Scott said earlier, that it's the lack of official stuff that mm. it hurts every other little leak that comes out. So like we haven't seen even like a teaser trailer or pictures of them in the suits. We keep getting like like you said the, uh, the Which blurry was, set was... pics of a blurry Doctor Doom and like weird we're, quotes we're not... from the actor. They're not even gonna so. be in suits, you know. Yeah, they they oh, yeah, that they're not even gonna suit up until like right before the end credits. They're not even gonna be the Fantastic Four until the last minute of the movie, and it's gonna now, be what... about them not wanting to be the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Now, to be fair, that does make sense as an adaptation of the original issue where they, they don't wear costumes in the first issue of Fantastic Four and the fa- theme of the Fantastic Four is that they don't want these powers they're really inconvenient so I can see them using it in a good way but it's just so many other things we're hearing just doesn't sound like <laughs> they'll be doing it in a way that's entertaining <laughs> My but, question but like is, you said we don't know much so yeah my what? question is, they, they've talked about like maybe crossing over with the X-Men universe since Fox owns both of them. What makes the Fantastic Four fantastic in the same universe as mutants? And why would the Fantastic Four be celebrated if mutants can do basically the same thing, but they're looked at as genetic freaks? Because it'll make a lot well, of money. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, do we know that the Fantastic Four will be publicly accepted in the movie? Like, as far as their characters? It would would be better if they weren't, in my opinion. What we know, what little we know about this movie, um, it just seems like it would be better for them, like, hey, I can turn invisible, aren't I cool? And then people are like, I hate you. (laughs) Get away from me. I always thought it was cool that, like, I guess now that we're in the age of, like, the Marvel Studios movies don't have secret identities. But, like, the Fantastic Four were the ones that were, like, celebrities. So it's right. like everyone went to Reed and Sue's wedding, and it was a big deal. But I don't know if they'll go that route since they wanted to be all uh, moody and gritty. Yeah, that would work in the MCU. Yeah, it'd be cool in the MCU, but I don't know what they're going to do with this. Yeah. Now, I, I do have to say, though, to play devil's advocate... I thought Gotham was going to be terrible from what was coming out about that before it came out. So it could. there's always a chance. Yeah. It could be good. As slim as it is, there's it's, always a chance. <laughs> nobody, I liked, I think... nobody liked Heath Ledger before we saw The Dark Knight, yeah. so... Yep. I mean, that is true. You just never know until you see it. Yeah, but at and least there was, was... there was precedent for Heath Ledger being a quality actor. There isn't a whole lot of except uh, Michael B. Jordan is awesome and he was awesome in Chronicle but every everything else associated with this movie and what we know about what they're doing and you know n- basically ignoring the source material in most aspects I I think this is going to be the first movie that's just completely ignored by comic book fans and boycotted um, I'm sure plenty well, of people ex- are still going to go see it except Ghost Rider <laughs> except Ghost Rider but I, I kind of liked Ghost Rider Nick I don't Cage. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I am okay. excited about this movie for is that they got Mole Man in it. Really? That that is encouraging, actually. At least the guy <laughs> unless he is Mole Man. Unless he turns out to be like, you know, a hacker friend of Doctor Doom who lives in a basement. <laughs> yeah. Who lives in the basement? Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Doom has fought Mephisto before in the comics, hand to hand, and he's an internet blogger now. Why? Well, he has the literally he... punched the devil in the face. And he's he took a, to... a molten hot uh, f- uh, face mask to the face, too. So, you know. <laughs> he also went toe-to-toe using magic against Doctor Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme, and didn't die. So. And he's <laughs> now an toe. internet blogger. <laughs> Give me a we are anonymous. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, if he has like a Guy Fox mask hanging in his room. Oh man. I would not be surprised. <laughs> Next to the Mountain Dew in the fedora. Oh god. <laughs> uh, Stop he's it. got my little pony on another screen playing. <laughs> I think I just killed Scott. <laughs> Conquers. <laughs> this should just be on a t-shirt. Doom does not blog. Yeah. <laughs> Doom conquers. So, um, in, let's, let's, let's move on before I yeah. have an aneurysm. <laughs> so Aunt May, um, <laughs> oh, oh. oh no. This one's debunked at least, um, but it's worth supposedly. mentioning. It. Um, well, I would rather have supposedly the new anime than the old anime as a movie. <laughs> yeah, let's just explain what, what we're talking about here is that <laughs> there's a rumor that is probably debunked that Sony was is planning a solo film featuring Aunt May when she was young as a spy. What? I'd go see it. <laughs> I, if it had Sally Fields in it, yeah, Sally Fields is amazing, but... What? <laughs> it's gonna be like if if it's true, it would be like a twenty five year old Aunt May. So not Sally Fields. So no, it's the first not. Aunt May <laughs> live action. <laughs> now the, this does have precedent. There was a terrible comic miniseries. I believe it was called Trouble, which featured a young Aunt May. And it's it, 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 <sighs> lived up to the name. It wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I believe that's the one that's infamous for having like basically just scantily clad models on the cover, which had nothing to do with the story. What? It just kind of vaguely looked like the Aunt May character what? and her friend. I think it was maybe I think it might have been Anna Watson was the other character. It, it's just so. Hopefully that is debunked. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, even if it even if it is though, I mean, what are they doing with Spider Man? I mean, we're not getting another Spider-Man until 2018. The current plan is Sinister Six is 2016. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Venom and we don't know who's maybe. in the Sinister Six. I understand. Yeah, Venom's on the fence. I understand that Sony wants to keep Spider-Man, wants to keep making movies and make money. But come on, just, just sell it back and <laughs> sell your PlayStation 4s or whatever and we'll get on with our <laughs> lives. <laughs> I don't know. The... the... The Spider Verse, as one could call it, the Sony Verse, whatever, isn't doing too hot. I mean, they don't. I, I think I read somewhere they don't even have merchandise rights. So, mm. so yeah, I think that's all Marvel. Yeah, all, all on Marvel's end. So, so even the, the thing is, I don't, if, I don't think Sony's had a franchise in the last ten years that has actually been a solid money maker. They're their movie profit has come from the Spider-Man movies, whether it was Mark Webb's or... And Sam they're not Ray. even... Part, 
they're not even making that much money anymore. In a day. Yeah. Well, because they spent a quarter million dollars on advertising for Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Which, yeah. which <laughs> ate so much of their profits. <laughs> I loved Spider-Man 2. I, I, I'll go Amazing Spider-Man 2. I loved okay. Amazing Spider-Man 2. I'll go on the record and say that. Yeah, um, it was good. Well, was yeah, it, I did too. But... Was it the greatest film ever? No. Did, could it have used about another 10 or 20 minutes to its already almost two and a half hour runtime? to make some scenes a little bit smoother yeah they had that and they cut it Mm -hmm. yeah um studio involvement same thing that killed spider-man 3 the studio should never get involved with a creative (laughs) idea that's a comic book whenever whenever it's a comic book unless it's marvel studios yeah well yeah because they're they're a comic book (laughs) they're a comic book company unless you're a comic book company you can't have anything about comic books even if you're a movie company making a movie about comic books you still can't say anything it should be like the rule that got a little confusing I know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah they uh I mean that's why they lost Sam Raimi is because they they rushed him in Spider-Man 3 got involved in the editing process and butchered it and then basically told him you have to rush to get Spider-Man 4 out now which the only reason he was willing to do Spider-Man 4 after the travesty of Spider-Man 3 was to make up, you know, to put the franchise back on track. But then they weren't going to give him time to do that, so he just left. And now they're going down the same road of just meddling. Which, so. which wasn't really a bad thing, because now we have Andrew Garfield, and uh, Tobey Maguire was... He was good, but then when you saw Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, he was just... Like he he's born to like play Spider-Man. straight from the pages of the books. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I'll, I'll give it to I'll give it to uh, Tobey Maguire. He played the like quintessential geeky. Uh, nobody really gives him a second thought. Outcast <laughs> Peter Parker. Andrew Garfield is a is an emotional, talented skateboarding <laughs> nerd who becomes an emotional, talented skateboarding superhero. <laughs> I do think though I from what we the few like you know wisecracks we got in the trilogy I think Maguire could have been an even better Spider-Man but the write, the writers just didn't put the jokes in they made everything too serious That's true I think that was also just so, the tone of the time Yeah yeah it's it's You don't want to get too jokey otherwise of, you yeah. won't take it seriously It's true Yeah it's then, part of the whole Then we get things X-Men. like Batman and Robin <laughs> yeah. No, yeah yeah that. <laughs> But yeah, it's Bad part of that nipples. whole like first oh, God. <laughs> Hulk poodle. Whole, like, <laughs> two thousand to two thousand and eight, that whole time period before Iron Man. Um that's that should be like the comic book movie dating system well, before didn't Iron Batman Man begins come out in two thousand five. Yeah, Batman that's begins, true. It was kind of ahead of its time. Batman begins and Iron Man came out the same year, I'm pretty sure. Are you sure? Dark Knight mm, and I Iron think Man came out yeah. the same year. Yeah. I, no, that Dark Dark Knight was two thousand nine. Dark Knight was 2008. But are you sure? You got Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, and Dark Knight on the same summer. Oh, really? that must have been fun. I don't. Huh. But anyway, but yeah, Batman Begins was 2006. Okay. Oh. Wow. But yeah, it was kind of ahead of its time. Oh, what do you all, know? It's 2008. It all blurs together. I really? <laughs> <laughs> now, now I don't look. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, Jeff over there with the fact checking. Way, way to go, Jeff! <laughs> I saw all those in the theater because nobody trusts them. That was a good summer. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah. Um, I like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, Scott hates yeah. it. Um, you know why? Scott hates everything. <laughs> Just, Golly. Oh uh, yeah, that's actually his. That's a, your favorite Marvel movie, isn't it? Uh, it's one of my favorites. I kind of, 
I think the my my two favorites are Iron Man and Incredible Hulk, but I will go hmm. and say that Winter Soldier is the best out of all of them. Now, what about if it's extended Incredible Hulk? I kind of take that into consideration because whenever I watch the Incredible oh, okay. Hulk, I always watch the deleted scenes with it. I think even without the deleted scenes, it's still a great movie, but it mm. deserves to be watched as Edward Norton intended it with everything cut back in. If only you had a way to watch that and somebody wasn't really lazy and kept forgetting to give you a copy of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I, wish that was a, I wish that was a thing. Now, what about yeah. 2003 Hulk? <laughs> Um, I like I'm, I'm, Hulk. Yeah, let's talk I'm about a, that for a second. I'm a Hulk fan, no matter what, and so uh, even that that movie was, I I liked it. It it had One of very fi- few more. It had f- it had Hulk fighting people, so it was it was a good movie. <laughs> I like the Hulk. He's my favorite Marvel character. Yeah, that that one. That's one of the few Marvel movies I've not seen. Which I have no excuse because it's at the library, but I just never, never watched it. I haven't worth seen watching. that one yet either. Um, I've heard I've heard both sides that it was terrible, which is why we got a reboot, and then why that reboot was also rebooted. <laughs> um, but I, Ang Lee, um, sorry, Eric Bana was uh, Bruce Banner in that movie, and he's a great actor. And I've heard that they kind of tried to make it cerebral, kind of, and it's a really long arduous in-depth movie which is, if you're into that it's great and that's what I've read and I like movies like that I like movies that kind of make you think and are more detail oriented and I think if I whenever I do get around to watching it I think I'll like it but I've also heard that you know that a Hulk movie has not succeeded and because of that probably we'll never see a real um, unless Marvel what? I didn't hear the part where it just Hulk, I think Hulk's a hard character to translate into a movie. Um, the the TV show worked great because I, I think the episodic format works really well for the character. But to have oh, yeah. a straight up movie sitting down for two hours and watching Hulk, there there isn't a whole lot you can do. I don't I don't know because there is a lot of material that you can't adapt to his to the screen. And there's a lot of great Hulk stories out there. It's just they haven't really tapped into that, and it's always kind of been a rehashing of the same thing. And you can only take so much fugitive, on-the-run Bruce Banner. And we got an incredible TV series with... um, um, Oh, I just totally... Bill Bixby. Yeah, Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno. Um, And that, like, that's... That's one of... That's, like, that's basically the golden age of Marvel TV, was that TV show. Um... And that's the Hulk that most people are familiar with. Um, Eric Bana, I hear, did a fine job, and I'm sure he did. I love Edward Norton. Edward Norton poured his heart, his heart and soul into the Incredible Hulk, and then uh, the director and him kind of had a little tiff, and uh, the director got what he wanted, and Edward Norton was pushed by the wayside, and the director kind of tattled on him to Marvel, and Marvel said, all right, you're not really a team player. We're dropping you. And they picked up Mark Ruffalo, which I think is a great choice. Ruffalo works great for the MCU um, I think Norton if was... If you're not going to have... Yeah, 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 it's the second best choice, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we're kind of <laughs> diverging a little bit here, but I'll just I'll finish out my point. Um, I think Edward Norton was the better-looking and better-acting... Um, well, I can't really say better-acting, but uh, he looked more like the comic book version of uh, Bruce Banner, the scrawny scientist, nerdy-looking type. Um, plus... 
he's a huge Hulk fan and he like did a lot to bring the mythos into the movie. Um, Mark Ruffalo works so well though, is because he reminds a lot of people of Bill Bixby from the TV show. And I, I agree with that. And that's why, even mm-hmm. though he's, you know, kind of a bigger guy and uh, a little bit more, uh, I don't know. He doesn't look like the, the quintessential science guy. Um, but right. he, he, he plays it off well, I think. So, yeah, that's my two cents. I think what they need to, <laughs> I think what they need to do to really make the Hulk movie succeed is, like you said, you know, the it's hard to do it in just a you know a two-hour movie. I think what they need to do is commit to in Phase Four and probably stretching into Phase Five, commit to a Hulk trilogy, Part One, focus on you know finishing you know continuing the Betty and you know General Ross that whole you know, traditional Hulk story, so we get to see Mark Ruffalo interact with those characters for once. Then part two, do act, just go all out, do Planet Hulk, have him sent off, you know, do Planet Hulk. Part three, bring him back, World War Hulk, and you've got a trilogy with with a lot of varied content. I'm wondering what they're going to do because um, it looks like from the Avengers 2 stuff that we've seen that Banner and um, Black Widow might be in a relationship. And... I don't really know how they're going to play that off because if if the Incredible Hulk is still technically canon, um, which they've, they've made a lot of references to it um, throughout the MCU already, um, where does where does Betty fit into that? And if they're going to bring back Ross, um, General Ross and Betty, um, if Banner's all of a sudden in a relationship with Natasha come Avengers 2, mm. what does that mean for the supporting characters that were in the Hulk movie? Um, also... We've seen supporting characters from all the other different franchises show up in the MCU, in Avengers, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, but we haven't seen any from the Hulk movie. Now, um, Abomination was referenced in yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but he wasn't shown. Uh, we haven't seen Thunderbolt Ross come back for anything. We haven't seen Betty come back for anything. Um, so that leaves me wondering what they're going to do with the... Um, with the Incredible Hulk still technically being canon, even though um, the actors have changed and whatnot. I just, I wonder what that means. Yeah. And they introduced, you know, Samuel Stearns, Doc Sampson. I really wish they'd play it's... on that. That'd be so awesome. The leader. Yeah, they just, they, <sighs> they seem so hesitant to commit to even mentioning anybody from that movie. Yeah. I think it's because they don't want to step on any plans they might have. For other movies? Yeah. So, like, they had that mm. stuff set up, but then they just don't... It doesn't fit... Hulk doesn't fit in their plan right now. So maybe after Infinity War, they can make a Hulk movie. But they don't want to spoil it by saying, Oh, we caught the leader doing something crazy. So mm. it kind of leaves stuff open for them to do whatever they want with Hulk. Come whenever I that heard... Time they do stuff. I heard, uh... Heard... I read somewhere that there's a plan that he might get sent into space in Ultron. Spoilers. Was oh, that yeah. is that really a spoiler? Because I mean, it's it's definitely yeah. a rumor. Yeah, I can, anything, it's a but... rumor. There's a lot more of that if you don't want to go down that rabbit trail. Yeah. Do you want to go down the rabbit trail? I mean, there's so many different yeah, rumors. Sure. <laughs> All right, the rumor is that, I don't know full details, is that he gets sent off to space at the end of Avengers and then joins up with the Guardians in Guardians 2 
for a Guardians Planet Hulk crossover thing. Hmm. Yeah, I remember. I, it's it said I, uh that because he um it it seemed like he wasn't controlling himself very well anymore in the trailer and they thought that uh maybe he vo voluntarily or involuntarily was shot into outer space. <laughs> so we won't know though, so yeah. Potential spoilers and, if you're listening. <laughs> And I, I really, frankly, doubt it just because of the Guardians 2 thing where James Gunn just recently started writing the script and I get the I got the impression that there wasn't some, you know, Guys? All plan already laid Guys? out for it to be Planet Hulk. Guys! I don't oh, know. No. It Not just again. doesn't seem likely. Guys! Come back! Marvel always has a plan. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Where'd everybody go? Star-Spangled Man with a plan. Sparse. <laughs> Ground control. Nice. So, speaking of the MCU, in much happier news than the Fantastic Four thing we started talking about and then somehow ended up on Planet Hulk, um, <laughs> there's a lot of Guardian stuff coming. So, if you're still hooked on a feeling that we've got tomorrow, or, well, when this gets uploaded, it'll be today, um, the digital copy, the uh, digital HD copy of Guardians will be available for download. Um, December 9th, the Blu-ray comes out. Uh, before that, Black Friday um, is when the... Uh, oh, we lost Scott. It's okay. It's okay. I'm here. Okay. I okay. I, I, started singing, <laughs> I started singing Major Tom, and then it came back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can't believe we missed that. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, the uh, on, <laughs> on Black Friday... Um, We'll get the actual replica of the cassette tape of Awesome Mix Volume 1, which will be available on... It'll be available exclusively to record stores that participate in Free Record Day. So call around, try and get them to hold one. You know, try and snag a copy, because it is going to be pretty limited, it seems. Is is Free Record Day... Does it have an official date set, like Free Comic Book Day? Well, Free Record Day is, like, in the spring, but this will be available... To the stores that participate in that day, but this will be available on Black Friday. They have like two record store days, and this is the fall version of it. Oh, okay. So is Black Friday like another? Yeah, it's like another one, day? I guess. I don't. I don't know. Oh, okay. It doesn't make much sense to me. I'm not a record guy. Like either, either way, Black Friday is. And but yeah, call ahead. Try to get them to reserve one if you have a local one. There's a place online you can look up. You know which stores are participating. So. But it's going to be a pretty awesome collectible. So. And then also, um, I believe the most recent news on this next thing is just that we'll get it before Christmas, and that is the Dancing Groot. They're finally making it. Yay! Which, uh, <laughs> which James Gunn explained the reasoning was they didn't make it before because they didn't want a manufacturer to leak that, you know, Baby Groot was in the movie. So, but um. now that the movie's been out, they, they're finally coming out with the toy that actually dances. Awesome. So... If you're into having a baby group that dances, that's that's happening. I'm all about that life. <laughs> <laughs> the cassette tape is really what I'm most excited about. Oh yes, uh, that just the nos the nostalgia factor. Even though that's like you know over a generation removed from us. <laughs> hey, that nostalgia from August 2014. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll say it right now. If anybody ever wants to win my heart, make me a mixtape on cassette, and I will instantly fall in love with you. What if it's a dude? 
<laughs> you heard it, listeners. <laughs> Open offer. Scott is looking for someone. Uh, <laughs> Single so. and ready to mingle. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm Man, lonely. People are Somebody listening to this, me. and I end up regretting that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, the problem is now I'm going to have to track down a uh, a Walkman like the one in the movie. Yep. Yep. So that, and Which, from what I've heard, that's tricky. <laughs> yeah, because they've skyrocketed on eBay. Uh, they, they go for a couple grand now. <laughs> just just, just like, dig around uh, in your that... mom's closet and you might find one. Yeah, yeah. probably. Just like that. Yeah, my dad has one, but it's not that model. Ah. The, the same how... thing happened with Iron Man 3 with that Dora watch. Uh, it just, oh, it yeah. just became a huge collector. Well, it's, it's limited edition. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You'll never see me. <laughs> yeah. Are they still going so, to Marvel give fans out are the... weird. <laughs> yes, are they still going to give out that the cassette-shaped uh, USB? Is that a thing still? I saw some about it. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, I don't doubt it, but I, I haven't heard of that one. There's so much merchandise that they've made. Yeah. Um, Walmart is coming out with... It's available for pre-order now. Walmart has an exclusive... Uh, has like a CD and a booklet. I don't remember what the, what's in the booklet, but it's got a booklet, and it comes with a uh, like a sticker of the cassette, which is it's really deceptive because in the picture it looks like it comes with the cassette, but then you read the fine print and it says, and sticker of... Cassette tape, you know, awesome mix. All you want. It's so, a sticker. <laughs> yeah, doesn't quite work the same, unfortunately. Yeah. I guess you could use it still for like cosplaying because it's the right size, so you could, you know, make your homemade Sony Walkman prop and then stick that inside of it. Can't do what they're going for. Uh, it was fifteen bucks, I believe, for the Walmart exclusive CD booklet sticker. <laughs> Can't wait. But it's basically just—it's basically just a rehash of the soundtrack again, just with booklet and sticker. Well, <laughs> everything else is I exciting. So. <laughs> oh, and also the Blu-ray comes in a few different versions. There's you know the normal DVD. There's the Blu-ray. There's a 3D Blu-ray. But uh, best in the U.S. In the U.K. it's some other place, but they're already sold out. But in the best in uh, the U.S. Best Buy has an exclusive steelbook that looks like the uh, Awesome Mix tape in a tape player. I don't think it looks like a Walkman, because I don't think they got the rights, but it looks like a tape player. Yeah, it looks like it looks like the tape deck on the Milano. Yeah, it does. Kind of, but then on the side, it's got like the, you know, play, stop, pause, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I'm reluctant to get it, just because, you know, it doesn't say Guardians of the Galaxy on the side, so it wouldn't match the rest of, you know, the Blu-rays I've got, but... It is pretty cool. It comes in a... Doesn't it come in a protective slipcase, though? I think there's a there's a cardboard case that fits over the metal tin that is, like, the actual movie cover, like the rest of the Blu-rays, but um, the tape deck special edition thing goes inside of it. Huh. Um, quick question. Am I, is my mic fine now? No. Still not good? Hold on a second. You're you're breaking up. Are you in a tunnel? <laughs> Am I in a tunnel? No. <laughs> there, oh, there, there you go. There you go. Okay. I'll have to monkey with the uh, recording a little bit, but that's fine. Does it normally <laughs> show up in the recording? Well, it it's just I had to unplug the 
headset and plug it back in, and that stops the recording because GarageBand is like that. But yeah, it probably did show up in that too. But gotcha. Not much I can do about that part, but I'll have to adjust the timing. Anyway. Should, should um, we clap again? <laughs> 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 nah, it shouldn't be that hard to fix. If I could fix the audio with the last the Shazam we did, then I can fix anything. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry. Or I got him on It's okay. Um, right. it, it wasn't just you. There was there was all kinds of stuff going on. So. What's next on the docket? That's about all I had. Um, I'm gonna talk about Daniel Bruhl. Yeah, that's that's right. I forgot about that. Who? <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Variety or someone said or announced Marvel announced that Daniel Bruhl uh, is playing a character in Captain America Civil War but they did not announce who he was playing so that led to a bunch of discussion because he's actually German Hmm. which could set up him being Baron Zemo which was the theory but then someone else from Variety said that he was going to be in Captain America Civil War, but he will be the main villain of Doctor Strange. Huh. Which doesn't make any sense. No, that doesn't make any sense <laughs> so, at all. <laughs> Devin Karachi is a, he's a writer, and he said his theory was that someone at Variety heard that Baron and assumed they're the same character. So what if Daniel Bruhl is in Captain America Civil War playing Baron Zemo, but the main villain of Doctor Strange is Baron Mordo? Mm. Ooh. So I was thinking, like, I don't think Dormammu's in Civil War. Yeah, and that's, what, that's what he goes through this article, or I can send it to you, actually. And uh, he says there's only a couple uh, Doctor Strange villains that would even make sense in a Captain America story. Mm. And Dormammu doesn't make sense. Right, but yeah, Baron Mordor, though, that, mm. <laughs> but that like, could it, work. It'd be if the, um, if the... Uh, journalists didn't know the difference between Baron Mordo or Baron Zemo. Which is likely. Yeah, I'll, I'll give them that. <laughs> Plebeians. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Did you... S- yeah, I've not seen this guy in a lot. But I've never heard of he him. He was in Rush with Chris Hemsworth. Oh, okay. This race car movie. Them. He was really good oh, in that. Oh, that guy. Yeah. I know that guy. Yeah. He's the other driver? Yeah. yeah, the guy that gets all burned. All right, yeah. Okay. I don't think I've actually seen him anything <laughs> other than the trailers for Rush, but he seemed like a good actor. <laughs> yeah, he was good in that, so I don't, I don't have any complaints. When you said Rush, my mind went to that um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, bicycle delivery guy movie. I'm like, what? Wait, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's a... See, when you... S- <laughs> See when you said when you said rush, I thought of the band. <laughs> so, um, now there was a, one other thing I forgot to bring up. Uh, James Gunn. Well, two things. For one, well, ho- hold on, uh, real quick. Hey Jeff, what sure. did you say about Dormammu? I was kind of zoning out when so I didn't read. Uh, oh, uh, it was just what if there's a Doctor Strange villain in Captain America, like, there aren't that many that make sense. Like, Dormammu wouldn't be a yeah. character that would easily cross over into Captain America. Yeah. Okay. Which is why the guy said that it's likely they just misheard the name or something. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because this, there's this one guy speculating that a bunch of villains will be in Phase 3 along with Death and Dormammu, and I was wondering if that was what you were talking about. 
I mean, I, would I would assume Dormammu could be in Doctor Strange. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I would assume they would set up death at some point because of Thanos. Yeah, that'd be cool. They kind of mentioned it in the first Avengers. Speaking of setting up Infinity War characters, James Gunn finally addressed the uh, Adam Warlock theory. <laughs> oh. He's, yeah, his quote um, to in an interview, he said, You see, what's been commonly known now as Adam Warlock's cocoon, which is based on Adam Warlock's cocoon, but I didn't actually intend to be Adam Warlock for all the people who think Adam Warlock escaped the explosion. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to happen. I do like the character of Adam Warlock, but I'm not sure where I'm not sure that's where he starts out or if he'll be in any of the next 12 Guardians of the Galaxy movies. <laughs> I love his optimism. <laughs> hey, I love how he just casually. He doesn't even you know, he just casually. Oh, yeah, the 12. next 12. <laughs> it's going to happen. 15, 24. <laughs> so I feel like at this point they kind of yeah, I kind of feel like they have to make that Adam Warlock now because it would be such a bummer if it wasn't, unless they have something even better planned for his introduction. But or they could just you know introduce him, but leave it you know open ended as to whether that was him or not in the cocoon. Yeah, I don't think they really have to explicitly say whether or not it was. Um, yeah. if they just want to leave it. You as remember a that cocoon egg? back in the museum? <laughs> that was me. Oh, yeah. oh, well, hey, welcome, welcome to the party. <laughs> yeah, good to know. <laughs> Did you guys see what Stan Lee's original Guardians of the Galaxy cameo was? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which turned out didn't get... It, there was a rumor that it was like Disney turned it down, like where he was, you know, going to be in the collector's uh, museum and like flip off Star-Lord or whatever. But um, it, it turned out it wasn't anything like that. Yeah, it, it just, wasn't censored. The scene didn't work. Yeah, James Gunn, I'm pretty sure um, it was him specifically, went on the record to say that um, it wasn't censored. They just, they didn't, uh, they went a different route with his cameo because they didn't want it to be repetitive because Star-Lord did the same yeah. gag earlier on with the Nova Corps. Yeah. yeah. Also with James Gunn, um, the Guardians of the Galaxy just won the Hollywood Blockbuster Award. So rather than quote that or anything, there's video. So what I'll do is just, I'll put the uh, soundbite of um, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, um, announcing there that they had won the award and Chris Pratt and James Gunn accepting. And I'll put that right here. The word blockbuster perfectly describes Guardians of the Galaxy. It had three big elements. They made people excited to see a new film. Great story, great special effects, and a great cast. Here to accept the Blockbuster Award on behalf of Guardians of the Galaxy is the Star-Lord himself, Chris Pratt, and, and director James Gunn. Uh, um, thank you. This is such an honor. Thank you, Hollywood Film Awards. Uh, I want to thank my wife. I had to go away and out of the country for six months to make this movie, and she had an infant child. That's really hard, so honey, thank you. Uh, thank you to God, and uh, especially I want to thank the fans. That's what, uh, that's what makes a blockbuster. You went out and you, and you paid a ticket, and so you bought it, you own this movie, you own this award, thank you. And I want to thank this guy, James Gunn, who's now going to take over, the writer, the director, the visionary who created the movie. Thank you, James. Uh, thank you, guys. Guardians of the Galaxy is a movie about a bunch of outcasts 
who find a family with each other. And this is a movie made by OutKast. Two years ago, I was a cult film director. Chris was the chubby sitcom sidekick. <laughs> Zoe was this crazy woman from Queens. Dave Bautista was this wrestler that nobody took seriously. And we came together and made a movie with all of our hearts and souls for OutKast. This award isn't ours, and it isn't the great Kevin Feige and Marvels. It actually belongs to all of the outcasts out there. For every oddball, outcast, geek, nerd, this is the movie for you. This is the award for you. For anybody who's ever felt left out and alone, this is for you. Thank you so much. We love you. We are Groot. Moving on. Hey, what? Uh, <laughs> okay. What? 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 <laughs> How do you, how does one movie win that award? Like, is it most popular or whatever? It's like the best blockbuster, like you know, big this Hollywood film awards. Movie. Apparently, is like a really shady awards thing. Mm. <laughs> so it's probably more <laughs> likely that yeah, Disney like, just bought it. Yeah, maybe. I wouldn't <laughs> doubt that Disney is the largest entertainment media conglomerate thing. Yeah. But, Supposedly so they gave they, they uh, Django Unchained <laughs> the award for best screenplay before it even came out. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait it's not suspicious at all. <laughs> wow. That's... Yeah, that's not really thinking it out. <laughs> you don't have to put all that in trying. there in the actual podcast if you don't want to ruin the excitement of... <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's part of the information about it. Guardians that, winning an award. <laughs> It's it's good to know the, what kind of award it is that it might not actually have been earned. But you know what? Even if they didn't win it legitimately, it, if Disney, you know, somebody at Disney was paying under the table, they still earned it. <laughs> so James James Gunn and Chris Pratt deserve to go up there and accept yeah, yeah. that award, <laughs> one way or another. Well, unless anybody else knows of anything else going on in Marvel, I think that's all the main. Oh, uh, hold on real quick. I found an interesting article that uh, Thor 3 might leave uh, Thor homeless, not dead. Hmm. Interesting. He somehow escapes. Like just Asgard is destroyed or something? Yeah. Kind of like... Can you imagine? Like if you connect Thor disassemble with Hmm. Thor... <laughs> uh, that's all that it's called too, which is interesting. Not like Thor Reborn or anything. If you oh the uh, JMS series of Thor. Yeah, and if if you connect that and take out the middle part of him waking up, kind of I yeah. guess. Can you imagine if they actually went for it and killed off every other Asgardian? That would suck. That'd be really rough. Do you think they would bring them back with new actors, like in the comics, they get new bodies? Or would they just stay dead? You know what would be cool is like how in the comics they get attached to humans. I think that'd be mm. an interesting thing. Like uh, Thor wake up in the body of uh, Donald Blake and like Donald Blake coming back into uh, What's-Her-Face's life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because they did yeah. have him mentioned in the first movie. Yeah, I think that'd be an interesting way to to bring that back. His I feel like I don't know if I, if like you know just normal movie going audiences. I mean, this is going to sound condescending, but I don't know if they would really you know get that whole thing if you don't read the comics. 
because it's kind of weird. Yeah, I really, I really don't think they would go that route with the movies because um, even though there is a lot of Earth six sixteen, the mainstream continuity for those of uh, for our listeners who don't really know the universe designation, um, the movie universe draws from both the mainstream Earth six sixteen and the ultimate universe Earth sixteen ten, and uh, the way they've gone with Thor's character especially. Um, kind of draws more from the ultimate side of that uh, hmm. with him just being already existing as an Asgardian and coming to Earth, not having a human yeah. host and then somehow showing up again later as his actual Asgardian self. I still don't really know how that works. but <laughs> Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> well, I don't even All think right. Donald Blake is in the... the, uh, the, the ultimate universe, is he? No, he's not. Yeah, so... At least not anything I've read. Yeah. Granted, I've only read, like, the first two Ultimates series, two. but... <laughs> wasn't a big fan of Ultimates. Um, it gets weird. Yeah. Well, yeah, just um, a little bit. But just, <laughs> just a little bit. It gets very weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to throw out an idea to you guys. Um, I mentioned the idea of doing this uh, to, I think, Scott and Jeremy. But I was wondering if, since, you know, there's going to be weeks where there's slow news, you know, where there's not as much to talk about, I thought maybe on some weeks we could, instead of doing our normal show, do a whole review show and actually just, on Excelsior, go through every Marvel movie, starting with the Captain America 1944 serial, <laughs> and on oh, Shazam, start with Superman oh. and the Mole Men. And actually just, you know, what would be cool about it is eventually we'd have this whole archive of, you know, reviews of every Marvel and DC movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> and if anybody doesn't isn't that interested in doing it, that's okay. But as long as, you know, a couple of us at least you said to <laughs> watch be able to find most of them. them. Yeah. 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 There's, On a there's the basis. internet. <laughs> there's the internet. In a legal manner. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't condone piracy, but it's probably on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> At least good old YouTube. <laughs> yeah. And it's also something where we could plan ahead, so it doesn't have to be like every week we do this, but um, just on weeks where, you know, there's not a lot to talk about, we could True. do a review instead. And also I should mention... Coming, there's not there's not many weeks when there's not much to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is true. Um... And also, the uh, YouTube channel looks like we're going to do, uh, like, some of us might do comic book reviews. I think, Scott, you said you were going to do that, and maybe some action figure reviews. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I'm, <laughs> I'm planning on starting this week, I'm going to try and start doing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. reviews as each episode comes out. There's only three left till the mid-season finale, but whatever. Oh, man. I'll do Agent, same with Agent Carter, so tune in for that. Yeah. And uh, does anybody else have anything they wanted to bring up for this week? Or I think I'm good. It's not really comic book oh. related, but uh, we're getting closer to uh, the trailer for Jurassic World dropping. Um, I think it's something mm. like 10 days out. And there's a rumor that the Star Wars teaser trailer has finished. So. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> It's a it's a it's a great time to be alive. 
It really is. <laughs> and I say, I say, ten days out. What is today? Today is Monday, the seventeenth, for our listeners. Uh, ten days from today, something, something's happening. If you go to www.jurassicworld.com, there is a countdown um, for something. Don't know what. A dinosaur there's a, there's is. There's a really cool web. A dinosaur is going to come yeah, through your screen a... and eat you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I hope not, but that'd be a, that'd be a poor that'd be a poor marketing ploy, I think, on their behalf. But anyway, I'm I'm super stoked for Jurassic World. Um, Chris Pratt is starring in it. Uh, Star Lord is uh, going to be working with dinosaurs, and it's just going to be awesome. <laughs> um, we have gotten they haven't released anything official yet, but um, it turns out I didn't know this, but Lego has. Uh, rights to Jurassic Park somehow. Yeah, they they used to make them. Yeah, the, uh, Jurassic Park sets. But they, I mean, I know they had they had dinosaur themed sets in the past, but I never, I don't remember there being officially licensed. Oh, there were Jurassic, there were Jurassic Park, Park sets. Really, it's a long time ago, but yeah, there were huh. back in like the late nineties. That's think. yeah, that's right because um, I remember reading that there was like, there was some kind of like I don't know kerfuffle with the with the rights mm. and they they couldn't make them anymore. But now that the new movie's coming out. Uh, I guess you could say they've been renewed, and we've gotten our first look at at least in Lego form of what the dinosaurs are going going to look like. Uh, they they showed the T Rex, the Raptors, and the D Rex, which is going to be the genetic hybrid in the movie. Mm. Kind of, uh, I should probably say spoiler alert, although it's been ah. in the news, so I can't I can't really say how <laughs> spoilery that is if it's been in the news for a while. That there is yeah, gonna it's be, been pretty much everywhere. Yeah, there's there's going to be a hybrid dinosaur, which I think is awesome. Um, I just, uh, I'm so excited. I love the Jurassic Park movie. Say what you want about two and three. I love the whole trilogy so much. But that that, <laughs> yeah, that one part where she kicks the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, some, to end on somewhat of a semi-Marvel note, um, <laughs> if you haven't seen Big Hero 6 yet, go see Big Hero 6 because it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Has anybody seen that yet? Not, yeah, not yet. I spent, I spent my money on Interstellar. <laughs> True Marvel fans here. Um, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wanted to see Interstellar and IMAX before it went away. Yeah, that is true. And it looked really good. Sound, that's another question, but that's for yeah. a totally different type of podcast. Um, <laughs> Sound? Was the music So yeah, go see your... There's just some issues with dialogue being hard to hear because oh. Christopher Nolan wanted to crank up the uh, the uh, sound for oh. the uh, music. Because you don't that. need words to understand what they're saying. <laughs> you don't. You or don't question. Like you I hate do that. not question Christopher Nolan's choices. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't he is like an that. Artist. <laughs> I'm, I'm so anyway, <laughs> I just don't like his artistic choices. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of bad. I think I'd better wrap this up before we go too far off the Marvel path. <laughs> this has been a bit scatterbrained anyway. But, alright, so look for another uh, Shazam on Wednesday and look for another Excelsior next Monday. Until then, I had an outro. I don't remember what it was. So, until then, see you next week. <laughs> oh, my God. <All> right. <laughs> see you guys. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. Life is a great container. Wherever there's a pain, you'll find the fireman. Doom does not blog. Doom conquers.